Hi there, I'm Nicole Gilbert, and you've joined the Stop Scrolling and Start Sewing podcast. Are you new to sewing and want to start quilting but have no idea where to begin? Each Wednesday, join me as I share the ins and outs of that quilt life. If you don't have a sewing machine, have no idea how much fabric you need, or you're just trying to figure out where the heck to stick that bobbin, this is the podcast for you. Hey folks, welcome to episode three of the Stop Scrolling and Start Sewing podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gilbert, and I gotta say, I'm a little bit nervous about today's episode. I'm referring to today's episode as Nicole Unplugged. A few weeks back, I sent an email out to everyone who's joined the circle asking them what questions they wanted me to address on the podcast. Surprise, surprise, 99% of the questions were about me. So I figured I'd roll them all into one fun little episode where I talk entirely too much about myself. But don't worry, there is definitely a theme here. Also, if you haven't joined me in the Modern Quilter Circle yet, head on over to themodernquilterscircle.com to register. All right, guys, let's get sewing. So first up, Sarah writes, can you tell me a little bit more about your journey as a military spouse and how you got to where you are today? Okay, so I met my husband while he was an undergrad and shortly after he graduated, he commissioned and moved on to his first duty station. I decided, and this is my husband at that time boyfriend, I decided to follow him to his first duty station and uh, I think about that now. I'm like, if I had a daughter, I would not approve, but thanks mom. It worked out. Um, And so we moved in together at his first duty station and then just before he was set to move to the next duty station, we got married. And when I say just before, I mean like, We got married on Saturday, and that moving truck was getting packed on Monday. We followed that move up with six more PCSs through six states and eight houses. Along the way, we had three little boys, ages five, three, and one. It's a very busy house. Uh, So yeah, we are in some ways that typical military family. Lots of kids close together, living all over the U.S., but I wouldn't trade it for anything. I learned a lot about myself over this last 10 years. Um, I genuinely love the military community. I have enjoyed my time as an FRG leader. I have spent many, many hours volunteering both privately and within the unit with my husband. I genuinely believe that in many ways... We are an underserved community that can use all the resources that we can get, but I also see every day people making a huge impact in military family members' lives, and I just love it. I love being part of this special little quirky community. I enjoy getting to live all over the United States and having there be different cultures 
assigned to each area that we get to experience, which I also think is fantastic for the boys to grow up with. So it's definitely a different lifestyle. I don't think it's for everyone, but it is for sure for myself, my husband, and hopefully our kids. So thanks, Sarah, for that. I wonder if how many of you actually knew I was a military spouse. Probably all of you. I say it a lot. <laughs> okay, up next is Kaylee. Kaylee wants to know, what was the very first thing you sewed? Oh, goodness. The very first thing that I sewed was a quilt that I affectionately refer to as the ugliest quilt known to man. It is large it is turquoise and hot pink and purple and there's glitter and there's zebra in two different colors um it's got patchy binding and janky quilting and just it's sloppy I love to jump into things with two feet I get so excited about things and I just want to start right away and With quilting, I just started right away. Sometimes I start things without doing all of the research and quilting was definitely one of those things. So I didn't know about the quarter seam allowance. I didn't know about different types of batting. I really didn't know anything. I didn't know about rotary cutting. I cut each of those squares out by putting a square ruler onto the fabric, tracing all the way around, and then cutting it out. First of all, huge waste of time. And then every single square was slightly off. It was a mess. It was a nightmare. And that quarter seam allowance is imperative to having a quilt that stays together. So this quilt, which is bright and garish, also has huge holes that you can just stick your hand into and you can just rub up on that batting. It's a mess. And that being said, it is also my favorite quilt. It is always within like six feet of me at all times. If you catch me on Saturday mornings at soccer, you will see me covered in Fig Newton crumbs chasing after toddlers while we're all sitting on this quilt. It is a favorite. I love it to death. I am so embarrassed of it at the same time. Um, But you have to start somewhere and that is where I started. So just know if you have a super janky or weird or falling apart quilt somewhere, I got you dog because I did it too. It's crazy. All right. So next up, Kim. Kim asks, what's on your sewing to-do list this year? Okay, I almost don't want to answer this one, and here's why. I need to make my mother-in-law a quilt. She has asked in the past, I have told her yes, And I just haven't gotten it done. And this year, I really, really need to get it done. But I kind of don't want to say that out loud because she's going to listen to this, hopefully. And then she's going to know that a quilt is coming and I might chicken out. So here's the deal. She doesn't quilt. And I know she would love anything that I made for her. 
because she really is a genuinely kind person. But I love her and I think she's amazing. So I want to make her something beautiful and wonderful. Her best friend is the woman who kind of shepherded me into this whole quilt life thing. You know, she gave me all of my little quilting books. She told me what kind of rulers I needed to start, what I should look for for fabric. Um, she helped my husband shop for my first sewing machine. Um, I mean, she's she's a big deal. I think about her often whenever I quilt. So the idea of giving my mother-in-law a quilt that she will inevitably pull out and show her makes me really worried because it's been like 10 years and I'm like, am I good enough? Am, is is my final product, product what Robin will expect from me at this point? I get very nervous, but I've said it. I've made it my mission. And so this year... My mother-in-law is getting a quilt for Christmas. I said it. It's out there. It's happening. Okay. So Megan wrote in, how would you describe your quilting aesthetic? So what I think is really interesting about my quilting aesthetic is that it is absolutely nowhere near my decor aesthetic. So if you came to my house right now, first of all, you would be like, this chick is so basic because my house looks like Joanna Gaines threw up in here. We've got shiplap, we've got subway tiles, we've got industrial lights and barn doors, you name it, we got it, and I'm trying to figure out how to squeeze in more because I love it, like love it, love it, love it, love it, but that also means for the most part, my home is white, on white, on cream, on white, on gray. Very neutral, very soothing. It's all very comfy and cozy. It's not cold at all, but it's definitely white. And that is so not my quilting aesthetic. When I am quilting, I love bright, bold colors and I like to use very classic quilt patterns. So I like stars and I like flying geese and I like half square triangles. I love clean lines. You will pretty much never see me quilt with any sort of circles or floral patterns, like floral patterned fabric but not actual like floral petal cutouts I never do applique um, it's just really not my jam I've never seen an applique where I've been like I love it so until that day comes applique is not on my radar um, but I just I feel like for me Quilting is my hobby and my hobby is something that I genuinely love and enjoy doing and I derive great joy from it and I want to be happy and joyful through every step of the process from shopping at the fabric store to cutting to putting it all together, binding it, you name it. I want to just like feel and have everything around me emanate joy because that is why I quilt. Uh, that is why I have a hobby. It is my escapism and I love it. So I love bright. 
there's that. So next up, let's see. Oh, Elise messaged me to ask, what is one skill that you haven't gotten around to? So for those of you who are familiar with quilting, there are a million different ways to quilt. I mean, you can do you know, jelly roll chase quilts to modern minimalist quilts. You can use applique. You can do stitch in the ditch. You can do free motion. You can do stippling. I mean, this guy's, there's so many things. For me right now, the thing that I haven't gotten around to is paper piecing. So like I said, I tend to jump all in when I'm trying new things. So what will happen is I will try everything because I love it and I genuinely love quilting. So I try everything and then what happens is if I just love something, I think it's fun to do or it has a beautiful finished product, I tend to then just continue to make that because I just love it and I become obsessed with it. Um, And so then I just keep doing that and then I get a little tired of it and I move on to the next thing. And so paper piecing hasn't really caught my eye yet. I've tried it. It's okay. It's just, it's just not really my jam right now. Um, similarly with applique. Applique, I actually, I think I can firmly say applique is not going to be in my wheelhouse. Um, and mainly that's because I just don't like the effect it has and the finished result. Um, it's not really my style. Um, and I just haven't found anything that I've been like, wow, that would be awesome. Sewed on top of my badass quilt. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. So if you love applique though, good for you. I would love to see how you're doing it. Cause maybe I just am completely uninventive. And I need a new way to look at it. So I would love you to share what you're doing um, in that regard. So let's see. Paper piecing, not my thing. Uh, What is going on next? So Adele asks, how do you find time to quilt with three little guys? Honestly, how do I find time to do anything with three little guys? These kids run me ragged like legit ragged. Um, I will say that I am quite the nap time warrior. What I like to do is I save my favorite things to do for myself till nap time because I know at nap time I will get to have some peace and quiet and do things by myself. So quilting, recording this podcast, Uh, Speaking to everybody who's signed up with the Modern Quilter Circle over on the Facebook group or um, on the website. That's the kind of stuff I love. So that's what I do during nap time. I save the clothes folding and dishwashing and all of those kind of things that I just do not love because I am not, I mean... I'm a stay-at-home mom by trade. I'm not really great at all the at-home tasks, if we're being honest. So I tend to do those when the boys are up. They're running around screaming anyway, and it's just, you know, get it done. Um, I do believe, I mean, obviously we all know, we are all given the same 24 hours in a day. Um, 
but we tend to make time for what we really, really want to do. So you'll find time if it's something that you love. I'm sure there are things that you're doing right now that you don't think that you have time to add into. And believe me, you do. You really do. Did that make sense? I don't know, but I'm going to leave it. Uh, (laughs) So the last question that came up that actually came up repeatedly was why and how did you start the Modern Quilter Circle? And I thought this was a good one. So here's, here's my stab at it. Please feel free to comment and be like, hey, you rambled quite a bit on that episode. But you know what? That's me. So I started the Modern Quilter Circle because I was in desperate need of community. Something about the military spouse uh, life is that there are times and seasons where it's feast or famine when it comes to friendships. And I, for for the previous year or so, have been in famine, if I'm being 100% honest. We were at a duty station where we were not actually on an installation and there were no other military families um and we were very isolated during that time i took classes at various fabric shops and i joined a bible study at our church and i found wonderful women to pass the time with but i didn't find my people Um, You know, I really was looking for people that were in the same stage of life that I am, looking for people with kids around the same age or even without kids, Um, just really just looking for people like me. And I know that sounds so terrible because we're supposed to like want to be friends with everybody and yada, yada, yada. But sometimes you want camaraderie and comfort and some of that comfort comes from somebody knowing what the deal with nap time is and sending you a bottle of wine when they're crazy and, you know, all of those kinds of things. And I just didn't find my people. So I created my own. And I have been so excited watching as people kind of come into the fold and and seeing them connect or just using um, quilts to ask questions and you know, just, just be. Um, I also feel like going back to the mill spouse isolation thing, um, we spend a lot on resources to make military spouses acclimate to what the military does to us. And so we, we fit all of these different sized pegs into this one square hole and it doesn't work. And we see that it doesn't work. There, there have been many, many instances that I could reference right now of it not working and military spouses not finding their way. And I think one of the things that we really have to do is figure out how to empower these military spouses to be okay by themselves. And I know that sounds crazy. Like we want them to have community. We want them to have um, a place to go and friends that are family. 
But in reality, military life doesn't work that way. Sometimes you have that and it's amazing and it's like a cheesy episode of Army Wives. But sometimes it's not. And it's not like, oh, for the first couple of months. It's like, oh, for the whole two years that I live here, I didn't have friends. And I've been there and it sucks. But quilting helped that. And that sounds crazy and cheesy, but it's so true because at night when the kids were sleeping, I went to my sewing machine and I made awesome projects and I had a sense of accomplishment because I would finish these projects and they were gorgeous and I could gift them to somebody or I can curl up on the, on the couch with them and I just felt like I did this. And it's really great to have something that not only keeps your brain and your hands busy, but also fulfills you with a sense of satisfaction and accomplishment. And I think that if we can teach military spouses how to get that feeling, and it doesn't have to be from quilting. It could be from anything. It could be from running. It could be from CrossFit. It could be from crochet. It could be from, I don't know, what's that weird Olympic sport where it's like kind of a marathon, kind of shooting, like, I don't care. Do curling. I don't care. Just do something. And I think that if we can teach people how to do that, we can solve a big problem with military isolation as well. So that's me on my soapbox. So there goes that. If you're not part of the Modern Quilter Circle, meaning that you don't receive my weekly newsletters um, and you aren't getting up-to-date info on the podcast, please, please, please head over to themodernquiltercircle.com. I could talk on this topic seriously forever. So if you're interested in having this conversation at length with me or would like me to have this conversation with somebody else, please reach out. You can email me at contact at themodernquiltercircle.com. I promise a real person actually answers that email. Um, and I'm actually going to leave it at that because I feel like I got real fired up there. So Ah, that's it. But this was a lot about me, a lot about what's going on. Don't worry, this isn't a different direction that the podcast is going. I just wanted to answer a few more questions about me and what I'm up to and what I'm into and what I'm thinking. I've the last couple of episodes I've given you a lot of information and believe me, I'm going to keep giving you a lot of information. But I think it's also good that you know a little bit more about the person behind the microphone. So thanks for listening in. Congratulations! You've just finished another episode of the Modern Quilter Circle. Thanks for hanging out with me. Make sure you never miss an episode by hitting subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, it's time to stop scrolling and start sewing. 